Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. Hi, I'm Joe, and you're listening to Euronet Plus Panorama. Last weekend's election in Poland, with its unexpected result and massive voter turnout, is the focus of our coverage this week. What brought almost three quarters of the electorate to the polling booth and caused so many of them to vote for pro-EU parties? How are coalition talks likely to play out? And what impact might such a major political shift in one of the bloc's most populous countries have on the EU itself, as well as on Warsaw-Brussels and Warsaw-Kiev relations? While the ruling Law and Justice Party, which has been in power in Poland for the last eight years, did secure the most votes on Sunday, it does not have enough seats to form a majority in Parliament, even together with the far-right Confederation Party. This means that to all intents and purposes, the opposition has won, because Donald Tusk's civic coalition, which came in a close second, can enter into a majority coalition with the third and fourth placed parties, the centre-right third way and the left. According to Poland's constitution, it falls to the president to designate the party responsible for forming a government team. Although President Duda is likely to give law and justice, the party to which he is politically affiliated and the one that received the most votes, the first bite at the cherry, a pro-European coalition looks right now to be the most probable outcome. Pro-Europeans are therefore already celebrating around the continent. Take German Green MEP Terry Heintke, for example, whose reaction is shared by AMS. And this is a very good news for Europe. It's going to be, if there is a, a government shift, a massive game changer for the majorities also in the council because one of the biggest member states will go from being in a lot of debates very destructive um, to becoming a constructive player again, which is very much needed on the European level. As you know, we have a lot of challenges ahead of us, be it uh, talking about the Green Deal and the next steps that we still need to take because the Green Deal is far from over, be it about about the migration package, but also, of course, and I think that this will be the first concern also of a newly formed government, the question on how Poland can be brought back on the path of rule of law. Yet the road ahead is a potentially long one. Even when a coalition has been agreed in principle, it must be confirmed by an absolute majority in a vote of confidence in the same, the lower house of parliament, with at least half of MPs in attendance. Given that law and justice still hold a large number of seats, this could prove a challenge. Overall, more than 74% of the Polish electorate turned out to vote last Sunday. This is higher even than in 1989, the first elections after the end of communist rule. There was an unprecedented turnout among women too, higher than among men, most likely linked to the issue of abortion rights. Around 70% of Poland's young people also showed up, with polls indicating that they tended to vote for smaller, pro-European parties. It goes without saying that many voices in Brussels have welcomed the high participation rate and Polish citizens' clear choice to lean in towards Europe. But even Poland's president, Andrzej Duda, has expressed extreme satisfaction with the gigantic turnout, says Polski Radio. 
This mass mobilization is proof, in his view, of the stability of Polish democracy. I have been calling for this turnout. In fact, I have been calling for it from the very beginning, since I first took office as President of the Republic, and I thank you very much for it. Many thanks to all my compatriots, to all of you who went to cast your vote yesterday. I know that there were people who waited for hours to be able to cast this vote. I know that there were people who waited until late at night. Thank you for that, because it was a very important moment. Warsaw has long been locked in a tug-of-war with Brussels over its judicial reforms, which are accused of undermining the independence of judges, and its questionable approach to the rule of law. Now, in the wake of this election, Poland's relations with the European Union are set to ease considerably. Indeed, a possible suspension of rule of law proceedings is now on the cards, as Dr. Janja Hojnik, an expert in European and international law at the University of Maribor, tells RTV Slovenia. There is no doubt that the new Polish government will have to respond quickly to all of the criticisms from Brussels as the fines are mounting up daily. They will have to convince the European Commission as soon as possible that they are serious about adhering to the previous judgments of the European Court of Justice and the reasoned opinions and other official letters sent by the European Commission to Poland, in which case they can expect the current proceedings to be suspended. Such a suspension should allow Poland to access its locked funds, notably the frozen 35 billion euros from the European Recovery Plan. However, Marius Antonovic, a political scientist at Vilnius University's Institute of International Relations and Political Sciences, cautions the European Commission not to be too quick to offer concessions to a more Europe-friendly faction in Warsaw, as this could fan the flames of Polexit among some of Poland's more extreme political forces. Genu Radias reports. The problem is that the current government will become the opposition. They hold a deep-seated belief that Brussels is under the sway of Berlin, driven by liberal and Marxist agendas that seek to undermine Poland. Should the European Commission be seen to be making concessions to its own side, the other side could become further radicalized, which could intensify calls for polexit. Conversely, if the European Commission maintains a consistent policy, insisting that the established requirements are met, the other side may eventually come to the conclusion, in internal discussions, that they have taken things too far, that they have unnecessarily provoked a confrontation with the European Commission and implemented a judicial reform that was doomed to fail. The behaviour of the European Commission could ultimately determine whether a polexit party gains traction. Relations between Poland and Ukraine have also been tense in recent months, owing to the grain dispute. Our partners at Cuckoo Radio in Estonia ask the country's former ambassador to Poland, Tavi Tom, how this election result could affect understanding between the two countries going forward. Tom begins by observing that Ukraine played a big role in the Polish election result. This has happened in other countries too, where foreign policy issues take on great domestic political weight in the run-up to elections. 
But I think that this broader tone of cooperation and how to develop relations is likely to become even more cooperative and even friendlier. I believe that Poland's strong support for Ukraine will continue in many ways, including arms, supplies, economic cooperation and various kinds of relations. There are also some two million Ukrainian refugees in Poland right now, so this is an important domestic issue for them. It is, of course, one thing for the opposition to get into power, but quite another for them to be able to use it. And according to Andrzej Anusz, an expert at Poland's Józef Pilsudski Institute, the next two years in Polish politics are likely to take the form of a positional war between a centrist coalition and a right-wing president. Anusz is speaking to Polsky Radio. This will be a very difficult coalition, a coalition that does not have the majority to override the president's veto. It is important to emphasize the role of President Andrzej Duda, who comes from the political camp that won the election, but is unlikely to form a government. Instead, it will probably constitute a very strong opposition with almost 200 seats in the same. So, over the next two years, until the presidential election, we are facing a tough positional war. This is an understatement, adds Lithuanian political scientist Mariusz Antonovich in his Genius Radius interview. He observes that the outgoing law and justice government, predicting a shift in the political landscape, had bolstered the president's powers in the run-up to the elections. This change will, not coincidentally, complicate any attempts on the part of a new government to forge consensus with Europe. The incumbents devised something of a trap for the incoming coalition. Until the summer, Poland had essentially operated as a parliamentary republic. This meant that the Prime Minister was the country's representative at the European Council, with most decisions taken by the government. However, the ruling party passed a law before the elections stipulating that from now on everything must be coordinated with the President. The European Commission representative must be coordinated with the President. The position taken in the European Council must be coordinated with the President. This could leave a coalition that does not stem from the same political background as the President politically hamstrung until at least 2025. And to conclude, Lyubomir Kyuchukov, a career diplomat and director of Bulgaria's Economics and International Relations Institute, tells BNR that the prospective new coalition's problems will not be limited to the political arena. The more serious problem is that, in its eight-year rule, law and justice has managed to secure a deep influence. Some even talk about it capturing the state at all levels, state institutions, the justice system, business and the media. And naturally, law and justice will be a very active, even aggressive, opposition. So, that brings this Panorama podcast to a close. We'll be taking a two-week break, but we'll be back on the 10th of November for another look at current affairs from a Euronet Plus perspective. 